you're listening to the Spanners and Coffee podcast. Hello and welcome to the first ever Spanners and Coffee podcast. And we start our podcast live at the uh, Motorcycle Live Show at, at the NEC. We've got lots of brilliant things to share with you over the coming six episodes. But today we're going to be spending time here at the show. And whilst we're at the show, your presenter is going to be Edmund Cashmore. Say hello, Edmund. Hello. Edmund is going to be sharing why we are supported and invited to be here by Royal Enfield, why he fell in love with the brand and will be thrown why other people fall in love with different brands and telling stories. And that's what this podcast is really about. It's about telling stories, sharing our experiences and uh, digging into what it is about riding that creates that amazing community. But for now, let's nip back to the vicarage and we'll meet your regular hosts. So let's introduce you to uh, the team here sat around the table at my vicarage in Hayes. First up, Alex, you are, we have known each other for a long time. Far too young. We were young and slim and virile <laughs> when we first met. And now we're just, Nobody. yeah, we ride bikes now. <laughs> Nobody will believe any of those things. And that obviously well is Dan. Dan, we've known each other for a very long time as well. We've known each other quite a few years, but only as a uh, clergy. Yeah, as well. You you were ordained when we first met. I wasn't. No, you're catching up just a young pup. I am, I am. But we're getting there. Now, listen, guys, I want to know why you wanted to be involved in this podcast and involved in this movement that's starting to kind of uh, make itself known and will become more apparent in the coming months over the podcast. What is it that, that kind of drew you to wanting to do this, Alex? Oh, I don't know. Um, for me, I th- I've realised that I ride a bike because I actually like the social side of it more. And so it's that kind of idea of sharing, finding out new things, talking to different people. And so for me, that's part of the, the reason for doing the podcast, really, is hearing other people's stories. I think that's going to be a really big thing, isn't it? Over the next six months, we're going to hear so many fascinating stories. And it's never going to be just, oh, I ride motorbikes because it was... There's always that thing, motorbikes is about freedom and and good mental health and all that kind of stuff. But it's also about... um, It is the social side of it. There's always somebody you can pick up the phone to and go, do you want to go for a ride? Or if you rock up somewhere, there's somebody who wants a natter or... And that's why we're all putting on weight, I think. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. It's why we're all putting on weight, because we ride somewhere and then go, oh, we'll eat while we're here. So, yeah. So what about you, Dan? What, what's, uh, what's brought you into the podcast? It's to, for me, I think it's bringing that different experience. You know, I, I love riding bikes. For me, I, I don't know the nuts and bolts. So I'm not sure of all the brands and all the models and all that. But for me, it's always about the experience of riding bikes, I've just dreamed for years and years about riding bikes. And I, I have on, on and off. But now, uh, after getting my license a couple of years ago, I'm, I'm just out there doing that. And it's just, that, you know, it's, it's bringing that, the, uh, the passion for it, I suppose, just getting on a bike and then that's just it. It is amazing though, isn't it, how biking kind of just overtakes everything. You find yourself dreaming about the motorbike, you find yourself fiddling with the motorbike, you find yourself talking about the motorbike. It drives my wife up the wall every week when MCN arrives and I open it up and she says, they've managed to find more things to write about motorbikes. Yeah, yeah. And and, and this is the thing, isn't it? It's, it's, I think with bikers and what I'm finding in, in, in the community, three of us are just quite different in our approach here, is uh, you can get so much out of it. You know, mm. it's, it's, mm. it's, 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 whether it's just 
tinkering you know you find people who want to just tinker with their bike and you know you get others going oh i can't do that just i want to get out and ride mm. you know and, and but we come together and we find that community and i think that's that's the cool thing about this but there's no criticism of, of one another for for liking the it's it's, it's this if you were into tinkering if you're into riding if you're into the social bit if you're into harley davidson in, in a very specific way there's just no there's no judgment between bikers it's like oh i love that it's it's a respect for the passion and enthusiasm in one another which doesn't seem seem to exist in a lot of the world right now well apart from the harley riders of course <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah there is there's something because there's that kind of um community of bikers in a way mm. that it does sort of bridge all the other things and yes we might take the mickey out of each other because somebody's you know leather clad sports bike rider or something like that and somebody else is a hipster and you know, I get that Mickey taken out of me for being the token hipster, really. But um, ultimately, we all ride bikes. Mm. And that's what it comes down to. And and we've got that in common. We can share that. We, we know that experience, which I think is the thing that probably draws us to it. That, that freedom, that sense of being out there. Yeah, maybe that thing of being on the edge a little bit at times. But also that sense that we get when we are kind of alone in our helmet, um, and it's that very mindful experience. You can let go of everything and just ride and do it. Do you know what sums it up for me? I think the whole is the head nod. When you're going past another biker mm. and you just acknowledge each other. It, it, you know, that's... that's so, I mean, I think we need to explain to listeners at the moment that Alex and I both ride in London <laughs> and Dan doesn't ride in London. He lives out in the countryside where bikers do nod to one yeah. another. Yeah, yeah. In, in London, that's kind of... I, well, I've started nodding, thing. actually. Mm. I've realised, I thought, if I nod, maybe other people will nod. And I know, obviously, here we are giving a blatant plug for another podcast. But <laughs> which is really good, which inspired <laughs> us. So that's, that's a good thing. But, but it's, I've realised it actually starts working again. You know, if you do it, people, I think, go, oh, yeah, no, we are. We're bikers. Well, I'll nod at you. Um, obviously it's, it's, not. It's my, it's my son's favourite and he's on the I'm in his pillion on the back of my bike and we go past another biker and we nod he's like well, on the intercom he's like oh you know it's, it's they saw it's, me it's that community but that is there we go I think we've just hit the nail on the head bikers see one another and really see one another uh, and we, we, we you instantly have that connection with it with any other biker and for me that's why I love going to the bike shows that's why I love going to the NEC which of course we are live from this week and we're going to join my son as he tells us the story of why he fell in love with Royal Enfield <laughs> We find ourselves on the Royal Enfield stand and we are very fortunate, of course, to be supported by Royal Enfield. But the reason we're supported by, uh, by Royal Enfield is really important because it was 12 months ago that I brought my son to the NEC show for the first time to Motorcycle Live. And um, it's fair to say that Edmund's first experience of going on a bike manufacturer stand was not great. Edmund, we won't say who it was, we'll save the blushes, but tell us what happened the first time you went on a manufacturer stand at the show. So the first time we went on a stand, um, I sat, we knew we were allowed to sit on bikes because people were doing it, we saw, so I sat, I got on a bike and I found it, yeah, it was a nice bike, I liked it. And then we could see other pe other children sitting on the bikes and then being told off by the manufacturer for sitting on the bikes because 
but they were fully letting adults do it, but they weren't letting children do it. So then we quickly saw that, so we quickly got off that stand and looked for another stand. And we walked around the corner and we saw quite a few bikes, but one in particular really jumped out at you, didn't it? What was the bike that kind of jumped out at you? It was definitely the Royal Enfield Himalayan. Why? Why did that bike jump out to you? What was it that attracted you to it? It was just the good mix between old, new and off-road, on-road. And I just like the look of it. It just looks so cool. But you're a little bit worried, weren't you? Because you'd just seen a bunch of children being told off for sitting on motorbikes and you saw the Royal Enfield Sand. You, I could see you desperately wanted to sit on that motorbike. What were you feeling as you walked towards that Himalayan? I was really excited and I really wanted to sit in it. And it looked absolutely amazing. But I was a bit unsure, a bit, oh, can I sit on it, can I not sit on it? I'll sit on it anyway and if I get told off, fine. But I've sat on the best bike in the world. So I sat on it. And when you sat on it, what happened? My face just lit up because it just was perfect. It was absolutely amazing. I just was filled with joy. It just made me feel amazing. And that, that wasn't the... That was, that was how people around you reacted as well, wasn't it? Because it, people started looking at you. Yeah, because it was so obvious from pictures I've just... I've seen that uh, people around me were looking at the fake, my face, seeing that it had lit up, and this was the best bike I'd ever, ever sat on. And that, that's really stuck with you, hasn't it? The Royal Enfield. But why? I mean, it's one thing to like a bike, and it's one thing to get excited by a bike, but it goes deeper than that, doesn't it? So where, where did we go? We went from the, the NEC show, and the next show we went to was the Motorcycle Life Festival, the last one at the Peterborough. Uh, the Peterborough showground and we camped there and the the first morning when we got up you were immediately let's head to the Royal Enfield stand you want to sit on the Himalayan again we headed there you sat on the bike and what happened when you sat on the bike in Peterborough well a man came over and he asked to do an interview with um, my daddy and daddy said well I, you should talk to my son he's a real fan and then I had told them why I liked the brand, what I liked about it, how kind the people were, and they gave me this key ring and a pack of stickers. And they were giving out key rings for this interview, they were just a bit plastic, they weren't the best key rings. And so then he went off and got a really, really nice leather metal one, and he gave that to me. But as well as all of that, they gave me a lovely Royal Enfield mug. So now whenever I have a cho chocolate, I have it out of there, it's so nice. And that's that's been, and I think for you, it was a sense of being welcomed by Royal Enfield. The, the, the people were so nice. Yeah, so they didn't really treat me as a customer and as a just person who they don't really care about. They treated me as a human being and they were treating everybody like that. So that was just lovely for them to treat somebody like a friend. I think what I really liked... Uh, was when they asked me and I said actually need to speak to my son he's the real Royal Enfield fan was that the, the guy who was running the stand didn't go oh I'm not speaking to a child he was immediately engaged with you and talking to you and wanting to know what you thought and he was as interested in what you had to say as he would have been in what I had to say he clearly was and that's one of the amazing things that I found and I absolutely loved it and so there starts the love affair with Royal Enfield for Ebenwich. And it does show, I think, the impact of these shows 
and the impact that they can have on um, people's passions because biking is about passion and it is about enthusiasm and it is about how you feel about things and so at these shows you can have those passionate exchanges and you can end up falling in love with a brand forevermore as my son Edmund has done. So I think that's a beautiful story about how a brand can have such an impact on people and of course the great thing at the NEC is you've got all the different brands as you as you jump around the the show and um so just wondering watching my son have such a connection with Royal Enfield what for you is your your favorite band Alex what's your favorite brand of bike and why well I'm lucky enough to ride my favorite brand um which is Triumph and for years I've always just longed for a Triumph uh finally got to ride it and so yeah, I would say that is my favourite brand. I like the kind of old school Triumph, so it's the Bonnevilles, that type of thing. Um, yeah, you know, I'm the token hipster. I like the style of it as well that goes with it. And, and that's why you, you've got it. a scrambler, yeah. haven't you? you so I've got the street scrambler, which is I, which I really like because I'm short and I can touch the ground. <laughs> with it. But also, but the, the street scrambler's got that insane exhaust that lightly cooks the inside of your thigh. With <laughs> the right thigh, yeah, it's great for winter because you can, if you ride side saddle, you can obviously heat both of your legs up at one time. But uh, you know, also you can pop your gloves on it and things like that. But do you get into the style whole thing? Do you get into the whole Triumph thing with the Triumph branded uh, clothes? Thing and I mean, because that—that's the thing, isn't it? As you head around the show uh, and you go on the stands. There's these, you know, Triumph T-shirts. There's. I mean, my son has a Kawasaki teddy bear. You know, you can just get everything. Are you that into the brand, or is it just that you know the bikes that speak to you? It's the bikes more than the branding, branded stuff. But that could <laughs> could be because of the Triumph stuff's quite expensive. Um, but yeah, I think it is the bike. It's the most important thing, really when it comes down to it. I'm not one of those people who likes to cover myself in, you know, stickers and branded everything and show it all off. Although, on the other hand, you know, I would very much like a Triumph Ace Cafe shirt. No, that's no, there's, there's an idea. Now, we recorded the podcast live at the Ace from this month on. So, you know, when we're sat there, let's see who we can get in to, to do some, some collabs with the yeah. Ace Cafe. I love mm-hmm. it. Can you tell us what your favourite motorbike is, please? Of course, it's the KTM 1290 Super Duke R. So, Dan, what's your favourite bike brand? Well, this is a funny one for me because I've been looking. I, I really want to have a British bike brand. And I, and I go on all the websites and I look and I haven't quite settled. Um, I want to, you know, th- there is that thing, isn't there? of having a brand and, and, and signing up to this brand and, and wearing all their gear and loving their bikes. And, and it's quite exciting because there's a lot of British bikes coming back, all the, all the old brands are coming back. So I, I, I'll go around the show and I'll, I'll see what's there. Maybe, maybe I might settle one. But if I had to say now, it's probably linking my past to my present. So when I was 17, I got a Kawasaki KMX 125 Scrambler. It was, it was, it was just of the time. Um, and that was my first bike. I loved it. It was, you know, it was nippy as we called it back in those days. It was nippy <laughs> for a one, two, five. Whoa. And then now I got a Kawasaki Versus 650. Mm-hmm. Not because it's Kawasaki, but when I was looking for my bike and I actually bought the bike before I even had my license, I just 
found this bike that I loved and I wanted to ride. And so everyone's like, no, no, you can't buy, buy a bike without riding. I'm like, this is the bike. This is the bike. <laughs> so, it, you know, Kawasaki, I suppose, it would have a, a special place in my heart for my story because it was the first bike which my mom hated me getting. But I was that <laughs> rebel. And I would go off and I realized that I couldn't ride a bike. You know, going around corners was just crazy. And now, you know, I've got this Kawasaki Vers 650, which I love going out and riding it. It is a true, you know, riding machine for me. It's just so smooth. And, and it, you know, going back to my, my passion, that experience uh, of riding, you know, I've got this bike which I can really ride in and just enjoy without, like, having the fear that I had on my Kawasaki 125. And like, I'm not going to make it around the corner. This thing sticks to the road. So if I say, so I'm still out there. I'm, I'm ready to be sold on a British brand. I'm open to offers. Uh, but if I had to pick something today, it's the Kawasaki. Uh, could we ask you a question, please? Sure. Uh, so what do you think is, was going to be your favourite bike? Um, GS1300 BMW. Lovely. And could you tell us why that would be your favourite bike? I just like the design. Excuse me. Uh, could you tell us what your favourite bike is, please? Favourite bike? Uh, BMW R1200 RS. Sorry, R. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice bike. That's good. So I guess I need to share what my favourite bike brand is now. And I'm the, I reckon, I'm just an absolute hussy when it comes to bike brands because I just, I it, it is whatever I'm riding at the time. So when I had a Honda, I absolutely loved all things Honda. My first bike was a CZ125. That is quite a difficult brand to get passionate about. But I, I managed it just before I blew the bike up. And then I had an MZ125. And I, they, they're quite hard, but you do. I just love whichever bike I'm riding. And right now I'm riding an Aprilia Touareg which is an adventure bike, which is very much me, it has to be saying. Uh, like Dan, I bought that without test riding it. It's the only I, way to go. It, it just, I fell in love with it. We were at a Rockers event, the Ace Cafe, riding down to Westminster Abbey, and I was sticking out like a sore thumb because during COVID I bought a, a red Vespa, which was seriously cool. I was with the vibe, but I did stick out like a sore thumb. You were the only one on a scooter, and everyone was. else was on... <laughs> proper bikes really nice they were like Norton's and, and they were just BSA's and Royal Enfield's and just all those cafe races they looked absolutely stunning there were a couple of Vincent's there just gorgeous and there's me and a little one two five Vespa and then as we left the Ace I kind of pulled in behind this Aprilia Touareg and it's stunning just what a gorgeous bike and I followed uh it was Saf from MCN who was test riding it and it's just the balance the poise that it just sat in traffic so beautifully and that, and that was what was concerning me that you know having a big adventure bike those kind of midway to adventure bikes in London are not necessarily the best idea but just stunning so yeah I, I absolutely love all things Aprilia at the minute and I find myself defending their slow parts um, and, and and driving an hour and a half to the nearest dealer and that kind of stuff. But I absolutely love Aprilia at the minute. Anything to do with them, I am fully bought in on. We're here with Sam Manicom, international rider and author. So, how long have you been coming to this show? Oh gosh, I'm going to make myself sound really old with this. I first started coming to this show when it was called the International Motorcycle Show. And I actually found the other day all of my exhibitor cards 
and my goodness I look young on that first one. Wow, and what is it that you like about the show here? There are lots of things that I like about this show. One of them is that it's in the middle of the UK, or in the middle of England. So you get people from Scotland, from Ireland, from Wales, from England, everybody comes here. It's a real crossroads. But you also get people traveling in from uh, mainland Europe and places like that. It's a great place to, to see all of the new bikes and to link up with friends. Lovely, and that's all we've got time for. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So there we are then, there's lots of things to be catching up with at the NEC. I, I, do you know what, I, it's, people complain about there being a show in the middle of winter, in the middle of country, and it's always wet and it's cold and it's miserable. But I love it because it just, it, it, it gives you a lift, it gives you something to go and see, something to go and do. Um, and, I, you know, when I arrive at the NEC, I always head uh, straight to whichever brand or, you know, whichever thing is really like for example this time it's the new Himalayan the new Royal Enfield Himalayan that's really exciting I think they seem to have really listened to what people have been saying about the current Himalayan yeah adventure go and see which adventure riders are there who's brought books who's brought stories that's that's where I head that's the first thing I head for what about you Dan I think I'm going to go to your worst nightmare which is the test ride zone. Oh, I love the test No, no, because like any bike that you would get on, you would uh, just want to buy. That that, is... That's, that's the problem. But, <laughs> you know, it, uh, you know, I think for me, it's like just going somewhere and, and a great experience where you just ride different brands that you, you know, mm. you know, instead of going to a dealer and that, and that dealer and that dealer, they're all there, get on the bike and see. And maybe, maybe I might find that elusive favourite oh, brand. Oh, that would be cool. What about yeah. you, Alex? Um... I'm going to head to the electric motorbikes because I'm kind of weirdly fascinated You're so by them. You're so on-brand hipster right Oh, now. I'm so on-brand so hipster, on brand yeah. Hipster. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm weirdly fascinated by electric motorbikes. And having ridden a few, um, I kind of quite like it. And I like that, that kind of whooshy future, I'm on the Star Wars noise machine. Mm. Can you say that? Um, also, I'm going to do that because I figure probably that they'll let me ride them. That's and, and they, they don't have make been. noise. Well, and, and they do. I, I, now, is it is it Honda or who's the electric car manufacturer that adds a noise to their car so you can hear them coming? And I think that's a trick that's missed with motorbikes because oh. it would like put the Star cool. Wars sound on. Well, Livewire oh. have Livewire have done that deliberately. They have a deliberately have a straight cut gear in the gearbox in there so it makes a noise. See and I have to say, having ridden one, it does make a noise like Star Wars on the future. <laughs> and over 40 miles an hour, you're kind of slightly disappointed that the wheels haven't retracted into the body like. Um, but yeah, no, I'm heading for the electric stuff because it is the future and I am on brand. Um, hello, um, could you tell us first what, what's your name? Yeah, of course. My name's Harry and I uh, work for Maven. Ah, oh, it's nice to meet you, Harry. Um, could you tell us why you came to the show and what you like about it, please? Of course, I've come to this show um, alongside my Maven team here and we're representing our bikes as long as our new launch of the Maven RM1S um, and also I get to view all the other stands, it's uh, pretty amazing. Lovely, and we were going to cut, get, come here and look at Livewire but sadly our per, a person who works in our team came off a Livewire so we decided that he probably have avoided the accident if he came here so we've decided to come to you. Yes, yes, 100%. Um, we actually are doing uh, test rides here as well, but um, yeah, these bikes are very, very good at manoeuvring, and uh, you probably could have avoided that. If, uh, but um, you've got some nice sharp corners around here, and uh, you should definitely give it a go. 
Well, that's absolutely <laughs> fascinating. Well, next month you can join us. We're recording live at the Ace Cafe, and we're talking to Mark Willsmore, who is going to tell us the story of the Ace and how it all came back together as we head to the 30th anniversary of the Ace reunion. We'll also be interspersing that podcast uh, with some of the carols, which are going to be taking place on the evening of Sunday, the 17th of December. So join us live at the Ace Cafe on Sunday, the 17th of December for carols and on Thursday the 21st for the live recording of this podcast with Mark Willsmore. Thank you for listening. Tune in next month. Bye. 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 You've been listening to the Spanners and Coffee podcast. 